Welcome to the Boss Mindset Podcast, where we get real and honest about life and business. I'm your host, Jenny Tori, and I'm on a mission to empower ambitious professionals like yourself to unlock your full potential and create a life you love. If you're ready, let's get started. I want to get on here and share the topic on the power of momentum, how that has made me really move the business. It was about, let's say it was 12, 13 years ago. And I really want to share the story. And every time I talk about it, I think about it. I'm like, man, I don't know how I went through that. Let me just share what had really pushed me. I've heard the story on one of the things that people make a big decision when it comes to business or making like an investment is something has to really push them to make a change in the business. There's something I don't know, like a painful type of situation that you just can't deal and you want to be able to make a change. In my case, I wanted to quit my corporate job. I hated my corporate job so bad that I wanted to quit it. But in order to quit it, you know, I had to really bring up my bridal business up to par. So I was working nine to five for five years up to this point. So nine to five and I was working, I was doing wedding on a Saturday, on a Sunday, I was so busy. I don't know how I did. So basically, I did not take vacation for like a long, long, long time. And so I was pregnant with my son. And my son had a birth defect. He had congenital diaphragmatic hernia. And my business was doing really good, actually. I was constantly busy. And I could have quit my job, but I was scared. I was really scared. I just, you know, security, having like a nine to five job and just having insurance. But when you have a nine to five, it does hold you back because you can't really give you all in your business. And so like nothing painful made me made me a decision. And that's why I want to get on and share that part to you. Like what life moment that I went through that made me make that jump to quit my day job. So let me just share with that with you. So if you guys stick on for me a little longer, I'm going to explain that to you. But let me go ahead and share, start again with my, so I was pregnant with my son. 20 weeks later, I found out he had birth defect. And when he had a birth defect, that he had a 50-50 chance. And so I had to go to Houston, which is like four hours away. That's when I went to, to go have him. And he lived for 19 days. And so it was a really traumatic Still am, but it's traumatic experience where I came home to Dallas with no child, you know, so I was really, really devastated, depressed, but I have to thank my purpose for me to keep going. And if I didn't have my passion, which is my bridal beauty business, I had a purpose. Obviously, I have my faith, but really like my, like ha- keep me going was really helping brides feel beautiful. And then like, I just love like what I was able to create, you know? So that really was part of my other purpose is just, it kept me going. And obviously like I worked so much and obviously I did burned out, but like, you know, that's another story. So anyway, so I continue on, you know, with my business and it was thriving, but I still was working nine to five too. I, I didn't quit it. And so I had him in March and I was pregnant again September with my daughter. So I was pregnant with her in September and I found out like, let's say November, that she had a birth defect as well. So she had a 50-50 chance to survive. And I was like, not again, like literally my whole world. Like, I just can't explain how painful that was. But anyway, so I was working, like I was working at Freeman. I was working corporate and I told them I had to go back to Houston again. I was like, I got to go back to Houston and to have her and see if they they can do more than what they did for Maddox. So thankfully they were able to do some type of intervention surgery for her, which is called fetal. And I was actually the first person to actually have surgery before she was born. So basically they put a balloon in her trachea and that balloon in her trachea at 24 weeks. Yeah. 
basically went to surgery and they put a balloon in her trachea. So basically it just kind of like helped blow her lungs up. So the defect is called congenital diaphragmatic hernia. It's where their stomach is in the chest. And so when the baby is born, the baby can't su- survive because there's no lungs. She can't breathe. And so that's what happened with Maddox. He had lung rate ratio very low, like 1.0. And so my daughter had a high chance of the same thing too, you know? So usually typically babies with CDH have 50% chance of survival. So I was like carrying another sick baby and I was just like, uh, anyway, so I was able to do the surgery for her starting, I believe, I was starting better breast in January, January, and I had her in April. So basically I had her, I was in better breast in January, had the like fetal surgery for her, like I think February, and then took the balloon out before she was born, before April. Basically, it was just like a lot. The whole point is like, I went through a lot while still like, I basically put my business on hold. Obviously you did, like I did, right? And it, life happened. And I was so depressed. You know, I was by myself, you know, in the NICU and it was just going back and forth. And so by the time she was born in April, she, I had her in April. And when I had her in April, she was sick and then she had to get on ECMO within a week and she had surgery. And long story short, the point is like she lived in the NICU for like six months. Yeah, six months. So I had her in April. She did not leave the hospital until August. And so I just, now that you know the entire like span of time, so you can just imagine me. So being where I'm at right now. <laughs> Anyways, it takes grit to be where I'm at that moment and to continue on to push through. And so I guess my point of sharing this with you is that where I was at that moment and I had to make a decision because when I had my daughter in April, I knew that I would have to go back to work in three months, you know, three months or two months because it, Maternity leaves what, six weeks, right? So six weeks. And thank God Freeman was able to have me work at over there in Houston, which is four hours away from Dallas. And mind you, my husband doesn't live there. <laughs> like he obviously we live in Dallas. So he would have to go back home to Dal- Dallas every week and just come every weekend on because I was there in Dallas in Houston by myself. And I was at living with Ronald McDonald. And yeah, it was just like and I would just go living around McDonald and going back to my daughter back and forth. And I was working at Freeman by the time of week, week six, you know, and I had C-section. It was just, anyways. So what I'm, okay, the whole point of me telling you is that by the time I had to go back to work, I knew that I just had to quit my job. Like I had to figure a way out that by the time when my daughter came home from the hospital, I don't know when that would be. I just know that I have to be ready to quit my job. Like I just had to be. So one of the decisions I made, so by the time she was stabilized, I knew that in my mind, once she's stabilized and she's like, she's able to breathe normally and she was like, okay, then I was like, I'm going to go back and pick up my wedding. So when I go back and do my weddings back and forth, I knew that I would build the momentum up. By the time she comes home from the hospital, then I'll be ready to quit my job. So the momentum started in June. So June is when I made the biggest decision to kind of leave her on the weekend. So Friday night, I would leave. It was so sad. I would cry. It was in June. And I did my first wedding back because I was getting emails that the momentum I started with my business, you know, before I, you know, I stopped within that whole week, life happened, right? I was still getting inquiries and it all happened because I wasn't posting on social media. It was like a lot of referrals and a lot of like Google. So I positioned my website, you know, I was getting traffic still. So I had to turn down a lot of jobs throughout the whole entire, but still I was getting inquiries. So that's the power of like making sure you position your business to get leads still. So you don't have to just continue to just post on social media. 
you want to make sure you optimize. So that's like another thing. So, so I set my business up for success, even though life happened, but you still have to put in the work. So what I'm saying is on June, I decided to like, okay, let's do this. I'm going to go back to doing weddings. While I was working full time, like I didn't quit my day job. So my job allowed me to like, so typically my schedule would be like, I would go to the hospital at six o'clock in the morning to go see her, you know, and be, make sure the doctors are doing what they need to be doing. (laughs) Because when you have someone in the hospital, you're the number one advocate for your loved ones. Because I'm just saying like doctors and nurses can do so much, but when you're an advocate for your loved ones and you were there seeing in between the blind spots, like that's so important, which is why I'm so passionate about being an advocate, like an advocate for like my mom, she had dementia, my son, my daughter. Like I literally find things that potentially she would have been blind. It was just so many things I caught that has helped my daughter to be here today. Yeah, that's another topic. I have so much. Okay, I'll, I'll talk about that another day. So I started with the momentum going back to doing weddings in June or July. Yeah, it was June. And I, I couldn't drive back and forth. But what I did, I, I got on the bus. So I went on a mega bus, all these people. And my Friday night and then Saturday morning, I started doing my all-day weddings. And my husband would be in Houston. So we would like not see each other because he would go to, to Houston while going back to Saturday to go do the weddings. So I basically didn't really see him that much. He just helped me with the laundry. It was just like a really hard time. I just knew that I just have to keep pushing forward and pray and just like, I know that this is all going to work out for me. This is all going to work out. And the power of prayer and the power of just like being strong and grit and know that it was a roller coaster, you know, like it was good days and bad days. But I knew the bigger picture. I knew that down the line, I knew that I was I'm going to build my job. It was a good job. I knew I want to quit because I wanted freedom. I want to be able to be off during the week and make the same amount of money and more on the weekend. So that way I can have five days off. That's my goal. Five days off, you know, like do trials and all that. Like, you know, obviously you have, you have to work during the week, but not that, you know, I don't want to be tied to a chair in the cubicle from nine to five. Like I couldn't do it anymore. But in order for me to make that decision, I had to make a decision. Obviously, I didn't leave my daughter in line. I had good primaries. I made sure I had good doctors and nurse, like not nurses on my team to care for her. Like if since I was going to be gone Friday night and then Saturday and then Sunday night, I'll be back. So I come and watch, you know, and then Monday morning, I would come back again. Sometimes I sleep there in the NICU, but I'll go back to Ronald McDonald. But and then I'll go back to my work at, you know, clock in in the office eight. Thankfully, with the, um, the corporate office there in Houston was only about like 25 minutes away. It was a blessing. blessing. So I was able to utilize the insurance up into while my daughter was in the hospital. So it was like, it all worked out anyways. And so I would go back to see her in the lunchtime and then I'll go back to work and I will leave like, you know, like at three, four o'clock or five o'clock actually. And then go back to my daughter and go see, you know, be with her in the NICU and make sure she was good and bathe her and be with her all night, pretty much make sure that she's good. So. It was just best what I did. And every weekend, it was just like compounding. How many weekends was that? Like three months total, I worked every weekend and left, you know. And I knew it was the most hardest thing ever. But I just knew that I was like going to quit my job because the momentum I was building and I was making so, so much money in when those weekends. Like I was making like two, $3,000 when I was work- making like $600 a week, you know, with my, I don't know, seven, obviously the taxes and all that. But like, it don't matter. Like, I want to quit my job. So in order to do that, I I started the momentum. And that was like the most hard decision I ever made. But I'm so thankful that I did 
because by the time she came home from Hope in August, we bought her to Dallas, August 26th, I remember. The next month, September 1st, I was able to put my resignation letter. And like, that was like the biggest relief. I was crying so much because it was scary, you know, and they did so much for me, but I know I needed to do myself. Like I wanted to be for my daughter because she basically did not have six, you know, she lost kind of six months of her life and be locked up in the hospital, you know? So I had to do this for her and I had to do this for me. So it was like a combination of one of like the hardest decisions because your back is against the wall and you need to do this. And so that's what I'm saying is, when you have to make a decision based on like a life, you know, a hard decision. When people make a decision, it's not when things are easy. You know, things are great. You know, like, oh, yeah, I'm like a comfortable spot. But success happens when you make a decision when, when it's tough. And that's what kind of want to share with you guys. When you make a decision when there's when it's not easy, you kind of get that's when you actually get the rewards of you see the power of momentum. You see that you make a decision and you actually see you change when circumstances is not ideal. Make sense? So that's like my point of like me rambling on about like this story of how power and grit and the power of momentum really can change your life to the fullest potential that you never thought that you did have. And I'm so thankful that I was able to, to do that. And looking back, I'm like, dang, I just don't know how I did that. And I did. But the reason why I was able to do that is because I had a pain I had a painful, like I have a, but I had to make a decision that needed to be made and done. You know what I'm saying? Like I knew what I wanted and I knew what I needed to do for my daughter. You know, she needed care and I couldn't be, I didn't want to work nine to five and have a nurse be with her during, the, although I did have a nurse, but still want to be with her because six months of her life in the hospital. So like I had to do this for her, which is why she's so part of my brand, my, my bridal page. Like that, I constantly show my daughter a lot on that just because she's part of my journey and she's part of the huge reason why I, I made all these big decisions, you know, because if everything was great and dandy and everything, I didn't need to make big investments because if I didn't have a painful, itching desire to do what I really wanted to do or to live the life that I wanted, then I wouldn't be where I'm at today. So the takeaway from this, guys, is that even though your situation may be tough or it's not ideal you don't you'll do it later or you you think about it later it's never going to be a good time if anything it's going to be worse time like it's going to get worse and worse because the situation you're in now is just going to stay that way or actually get worse because you're not going to be happy fulfilled or you're not going to be able to reach your full potential and really doing it alone is it's a lot harder but it can be done but it takes a lot longer that's more than thing, which is why I feel like it's so important for myself to invest in a coach, if it's invest in someone who already has success and you want to be there and get, get to their, get to the level, actually go beyond that, actually, because your fullest potentials are inside of you. You really need to be able to dig deep and it's really hard to really kind of like navigate that and find that it's within yourself by yourself, you know, so which is why I strongly believe in mentors and coaches, which is why I invest in myself. I have to be around those who are, who are high minded, high level, who's already, who's already there. And I want to be where they are or nothing. I can even surpass them as well. So that's like my story. I hope that really shows you like the grit of and the passion that you really have to kind of push and motivate you in your own business. It doesn't have to obviously doesn't have to be the type of business that you have 
what I'm saying, it does have it does have to be motivated through passion, though. Like I honestly feel like if you're passionate about your offer, you're able to show up more and be your and be your authentic self and show to your um, potential prospect or to your audience that that why your offer or your product or your offer is different than anyone else. And the only way to show up is to show up online and then to show up, yeah, show up online to show yourself. Like you have to show yourself. You can't rely on like have social media manager to manage your social media. Like they can only take it so far. Like I didn't, I think I've done everything under the sun when it comes to business. <laughs> I invest in everything. So I even like, I said, I don't want to do, I mean, I love social media. And so like I, I, I went ahead, like, you know, maybe have a social media manager and just manage all that. And obviously that didn't grow because I knew that I had, a, I had, I'm the first of the brand. Like I have to show up. So if you decide to go like, try to like do a shortcut, like that's not going to work neither. Eventually you will fall down and be like, man, it's not working. So you invested all this money in social media manager. But social media manager is really good to, for, you know, just manage your thing. But for, for them, for you to grow as a brand, you really have to show up. And for you to show up before its potential, like you have to have like a really good, now you don't have to, but I highly suggest you because I have army of like, of people who are supporting me to be here. Like for me to come up here, I have to say like, I have a really good team of like, like I have my team and I have coaches, mentors who are pushing me and, and encouraging me. And all those who doesn't serve me, like they're not part part of me anymore. Because if I if I allow myself to be around anyone who who are not looking out for me for my best interest, or maybe who like like to throw little daggers of negativity, I can't have that. So I learned that being being successful, you cannot have that at all. And so you really have to replace those people with really positive people who really want you to succeed. And so that's a, one of the reasons why having a coach and a mentor to really help you push push you in your life and your business is crucial. I was just talking to Misha yesterday, one of my students. She's in my Elite Bride Mastery program. So where I'm at with the Elite Bride Mastery program, I want to get on here to also explain exactly what I do in there. If you guys know exactly what I did in that program, you can be made mind blown. So one of my mission is to also what what part of my mission is really helping a business owner to it's not only like learn the skill set, which that's what the bridal beauty business I, I was teaching the skill set because I know what high quality clients want. Like, and part of being a, a makeup artist, like your skill set has to be on point, and that's a lot. You know, it's a lot of work. So, and how to portray that online. But outside of that, what I was doing too, I was helping them with marketing. I gave. I also created like a CRM. If you guys know what that is, it's basically a customer relation management tool. Like I actually built that with automation. I did. So that way, when they get clients coming in, they already have it set up, basically have a nice funnel, have all the email templates set up and all the different scenarios that will pop up is already in the email template and system. So I set that up and called, called Justusado. And that itself alone to set that up for me to have someone set that up for me was like about $4,000. And so now I just do that for makeup art because I know that that's part part of like the issue is that how to manage their um, bookings, like how to manage their, their clients, how to give them an elite experience, how to like, how to make sure you have 
everything so professional. So that way, when your client comes in, they know how professional you are and they know the high value you provide for them. And they know that them paying you a thousand dollar and more is so worth it because you're giving them this experience. So not just a skill set, but now it's coming into your world. So I, I cover that. So I help them actually give that to them. So I, my team and I work with like each client, each of my students. It would take like a whole month just to set up a desposado. And that's how it typically takes one month. And then the next step would be like, work at, at the same time, I would also build a website, a luxury w- website that is custom made. And I created that in, um, in not Wix. I create that in WordPress. And it basically based on their branding. So their branding, whatever colors they ha- want and what kind of style based on the mood. I generate this like custom design, the logo. I do all of that for them. That makes them look super uber like professional and, and and branded while the makeup artist is working on their skill set and working on models. So that way their skill, the work can put in, can go ahead and be added into the website. So while, and then while the website is being made, then I'll position the website to SEO at the next, so the next day, next stage will be SEO, meaning like, so it'd be optimized. So, and then we'll start doing like Google ads. So that way leads will generate to that. So not just social media, but you also want to hit it from the back, which is going to be from like the website, you know, like Google. So when people are Googling, that's another way brides book too. So that way you're not slaving on social media. You also want to get leads coming in the other way. So I know the power of getting leads, like it's super, super important. So like in this, like in my coaching business, it's not just leads on social media so there's leads like outbound and going live sharing my value there's like freebies that go out you know there's so many different elements that i have to put putting out and strategies and tactics that i have to put out to call out my ideal client you know like who i want to be able to work with and serve because my my mission goal here is to solve problems and the, the problem i'm solving is it's helping entrepreneurs build an online presence and help them get, generate leads and convert those leads to paying clients so they can make money. So one of the biggest struggles what entrepreneurs have is their social media presence and the online presence. And there's not just a presence, it's like messaging and positioning themselves. Because posting on Instagram alone, that strategy, just posting, throwing spaghetti on the wall, is not a strategy. Like, it's actually bad. Yeah, just posting. Yeah, it's actually, it's not, okay, I won't say it's bad. Cause I know that you have to take a lot of actions in order to make, it's okay to take messy actions, I guess. But if you take messy actions for like three years, that if you're not moving the needle, then that's like, like you're not growing. <laughs> what I'm saying, you can throw spaghetti on the wall for like maybe like a month, like three months max. Spaghetti on the wall, three months. If nothing is moving three months, boo, like you gotta like do something. Like I say you have to change. <laughs> Like I give myself three months. I'd make a change for three months if nothing's happening. But you need about three months. Remember I told you about the power of momentum, three months. So that's when I started doing the wedding, remember? And then August, I was able to quit. It was like three months. So that's what I mean. Like I was making, like how much I was making? I was making three. So I was making like a good $8,000 a month starting June, July. Oh, yeah. So I was doing good. And yeah, so... Well, I started making 8000 And then the first month, well, in June, I started, I remember I had one wedding and then two weddings. It, it, was, it was generating at least like five, minimum five a month, 5000 And then it was 8000 like in like in August. Anyway, so my point is like the power of momentum. 
And so if you're doing something for three months, guys, if you're a business owner and you that's not ma- making changes, that's when you're like, okay, I need help. Like raise your hand. And it's no shame in that. There's no shame in like wanting help with your business because to be honest, having your own business is like the most hardest thing ever, but it's the most rewarding thing ever. I like, I couldn't trade in the world. Like it's the most hardest thing ever, but it is the most rewarding and I wouldn't change it for the world. Like I'm so happy that I own my own business. I'm so happy now that I'm even to help other businesses for me to step into this space, into my power, like right now, like in Elite Boss Club. It just means so much that to have people to like be here and to be inspired and it's an interchangeable inspirational and vibe that and connection that I thrive for and and that community that I've always been wanting. Like I've always had with the bridal beauty business, but I wanted to expand more. And so I know my power is to really help not just the, the coaching part, but also solution. So that's what I come in like, which is like coaching and also solution, like basically kind of give you the solution as well. So you know how sometimes coaches will like, I know my, sometimes coaches will give you like strategies, but then you have to, well, obviously you have to implement that, but sometimes you need like tangible things. You know what I'm saying? Tangible, like a website or a tangible freebie, things like that, or tangible, like a logo, you know, things like those, like logo, things like that you need to just like move forward so you don't get stuck. So like my goal with the makeup artists who have a business, I, I create all this for them. So that way they can just move forward and go fast track and get those brides and focus on the bride. Because if they focus on the business, like just like what I'm saying is like working on the website, working on things that, that my team could do to save them time. That's why it's more trans, it's very, it's a huge transformation program. And so now we're working with here in the Lead Boss Club, like Lead Boss, I really, the name of it is called Authority Accelerator Program. That's why I'm like gearing toward right now. But I just know it's a one-on-one coaching program that I'm, I'm going to be launching next week. And uh, the name I'm still working on, but I know the exact offer, what I'm doing. So the offer I'm working on is basically solving the pain point of this, giving you a social media, social media to help you convert your leads into paying clients. So the, and then on top of that, I'll give you like funnels to help you, depending on what field you are. So I really need, need to know exactly what you guys' pain point are. I need you guys to help me. So if you have a pain point in your business, I need to know. So DM me your pain point and I want to feel, I will really want to be able to solve it and I can see what it is that I can do to help you. So if I can help you, if not, then I won't be able to help you. But if you can let me know what your problems are, Exactly. Sometimes people really don't know what your problems are. You just need to talk about it. So if you do, send me a DM and I would love to talk to you about those problems. If it's something that has to do with anything when it comes to marketing and business, like for example, if you have a, you don't know how to set up a business, like that's not a problem I want to solve. That's like ABC. Like you should already have your business set up. You should already have an LLC set up. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like that's not a problem I want to solve because I can't, I mean, obviously, I do that for a makeup artist. Like I, I have like a whole list of like what to do, step one, two, three, to set up a business. But like my goal is not to be able to set, you should already have a business already set up and I'm here just to help. I hope that makes sense exactly what I'm here for. And so who your ideal clients are, sometimes a lot of people don't know who the ideal clients are. Like for those who are personally passionate people, like for example, you like, I want to sell to everybody, you know? You want to sell, 
I know because I've been there. I've been there. <laughs> like, remember, I was like, that's the reason why it's successful. But for my a coaching business, not, not this coaching, but the other bridal coaching, Elite Bridal Master Program, I wanted to talk, I want to help all the makeup artists, like everybody. And I, I did finally narrow it down to bridal makeup artists. So it took me a minute to narrow it down. So my coach helped me with that. I'm not going to lie. They helped me with that. Thank goodness, because I want to help everybody. And so, so for example, if you have a business and you want your passion, you want to be help, you want to help man and woman or like, I don't know what service you could have. You guys can comment below what type of service you guys have. It kind of helped me know who I'm talking to right now because I really don't know at this moment, like who I'm talking to. I know that one, one of my, one of my clients, she owned a, a, what you call it? Body contouring business, just contouring. So she, I helped her with her offer, just like a little part of her business, which is like part of like her packaging and it converted. Yeah, it converted. So she was like, she had like five different offers because she was working with a different coach. And I actually was her client, actually. So I was her client. I was, she, you know, I, I haven't really like, I'm also working on it, you know, but I realized you have to work out. You can't just like do body contouring only anyway. But she's amazing. So I was like, huh, I, maybe I can help help you. So I decided to like help her and just work on that, just the offer. That's all I did. I said, your packages, it's like confusing. And so basically I spent like a whole, maybe an hour, about an hour and a half and told her how to update her packages to down five to three and how to like rename each one bullet points. And yeah, she did that. And then within the next day, she sent her packages out to her client and she was able to convert that into $6,000. So that tells me, I was like, man, <laughs> I was like, yes, you know, so she was struggling because she was telling me her story about how she spent $5,000 on big ads and not getting no leads. She wasn't converting anything. She had another coach, you know, she spent 3000 that really like, like she kind of helped her a little bit, like foundation wise, but didn't really help her like connect her to an audience. And I realized what my strong point was, is like what I do in my, my coaching business is like I go into the source. So if I was to be your customer, I, I pretend I'm your customer. I will go into your lead funnel, into your website and I become your customer and I see where all your gaps are in your business and fix it. So basically I'd be like, no, this is, and I'd be like, I know what, if you, who your ideal client is, then be like, yeah. So if there's any friction in your, in your business, then that needs to go. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's the reason why a lot, there's a lot of things that you're stuck. So, so with Felicia, I kind of helped her with her, what you call it. I helped her with her, her offer. And also too, I helped her update her booking calendar. Cause her booking had like 12, I think 25 questions. And I'm like, why are you asking all these 25 questions? So I totally reduced it down to like eight or five and that's all she needed. And so, and then she started getting a lot of bookings, a lot of leads from that. So you see what I'm saying? Like those tweaks in your business, that's what I help solve. And you don't know that that's a problem in your business because you don't know, like you create this form and you're thinking, hey, I made this form and I made this thing. And like you expect people like to book you and it doesn't work that way, you know, like. You have to really have a strategy behind. So if your customer comes in, if there's any kind of like friction in your funnel, well, not when I say funnel, but like when they come into your business, when they come into your business, they see your Instagram. If there's any friction on there, like 
if your ideal client look at your fee, they're like, mm, if they go away, well, maybe they go ahead and put an inquiry form on your form and, and then they ghost you and you don't get any like second messages. There's a reason for that. And there's a problem in your, your conversion. So that's why it's good to have like another person come in who is an expert who knowing what client really wants and what they're willing to invest in how, what, whatever it is. I don't know. Like you have to tell me what business you guys are in so I can like understand, like I can dial in. But I'm giving you an example of one of my other clients who I help with. And now the next step for her is to, to really generate more leads. It's going to be working on her presence and talking to her ideal client. And I think that's the most hardest people to ha have. Social media. Social media, like each post that you do, it's like so simple, but it's actually really hard because a lot of business owners are so kind of set in the ways of how they want to post and what they want to do. And I think that's like the most hardest struggle for a lot of business owners. They don't want to like make any changes on that. And that's really one of the entry ways where customer sees you. They look at your social media, your Instagram would be one way. Obviously, we have Google, so, so your website. If you need a website, then, you know, that needs to be on point as well. Because if they're not, if your ideal client sitting on Google, then you definitely want to take advantage of that on your website, you know, on Google and SEO. And so, but if you have an online business, like, for example, if you're a coach, if you're a coach, then you really don't need a website. You just need to make sure you have a good online presence and you are an expert in what you do and show up consistently. So there's a strategies. There's so many different strategies in helping coaches or being a coach and getting clients to coach. For example, if you're an expert on, you want to be a coach in, let's see, there's actually three things you can be a coach in. It's going to be wealth, helping people make more money. Uh, number two is a relationship. Like if you want to help people find love. And then my third one is, oh, health. So if you want to help people lose weight, those are like the most main three coaches industries you can be in if you want to like be a coach and help other coach help your clients make a transformation in my coaching i want to help you make wealth and so that's where i'm at right now so this is the reason why i transition i didn't really transition i just opened the door more to entrepreneurs and experts so i'm super excited about this you'll learn more as i go but i just wanted to kind of get on here kind of share like one of my biggest stories i've been wanting to share i just didn't have like the mental capacity to talk about that because it's one of like, the hardest stories I had to like every time I talk about it, I was like start crying I remember like emailing my coach about this I was like this is my one of my stories that really helped me to see how pushing to a bigger picture like pushing to your goal in just three months can make such a huge you know impact and how making decision when things are not you know happy and dandy is where it's at if you notice, like, even like if you listen to like Steve Harvey, he didn't make a decision. He made a decision with like no money or something like that. When he went to go to New York to go do his thing, he had nothing, like $150, something like that. And so he was born, his success was born from something from like a heart, like a hard space. It's the same thing with me. I feel like my hard space, I could easily just quit, you know, and just to come to like, oh, you know, I have this situation here, which, you know, my daughter, like, I can't leave, I can't do anything. And I just have to like work nine to five, you know, surrender to that. But I didn't because I knew that I made the decision to go full force and build up the momentum toward my dream. But if I did not do this, then I wouldn't be, I would be in the same spot I was like 
the working at Freeman or whatever, only nine to five, you know? So that was about 10 years ago. Yeah, my daughter's 10 now. So she, yeah, she'd be 11. Anyways, I had to share that with you and I hope that really inspired you to kind of know that if you're in a hard space right now, which is not easy, if you're in a space that you, like you feel like there's no light in the inner tunnel, that you're not alone. You know, sometimes you just have to, if you feel like you're alone and you feel like there is no light at the inner tunnel, just keep going. <laughs> Keep going. And if you continue to throw spaghetti at the wall, then, and if it doesn't, nothing happens after three months, then that's when you need to make something needs to make a change. And there's no shame in asking for help. So I hope that really helps you to kind of put things back in perspective. If you're waiting for the time is right, because there's there's not going to be no time. (laughs) Time would never be right. You just have to like, you have to make decisions when you want to be right. And when you're ready to be right, when you're ready to feel like, ready to make a change in your business and life, that's when things happen. That's when you make the commitment to yourself. And I want you guys to really like marinate on that. And let me know if you have any questions. I thought that'll be it for today. And I hope you guys have a great day. So I'm going to be sharing you guys a freebie on the, in the link boss club. And I'll drop the link below here. And also in the guys section in the Facebook group. So I'm opening the doors to other entrepreneurs to build a thriving six-figure business. Anyways, thank you so much for joining me. I hope you guys have a great day. All right, bye. Thank you so much for joining me today. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode like I did. If you love it, please do me a favor. Rate and subscribe and share your story. Tag me on IG, genitory.ceo. Keep pushing forward with grit and grace and never stop believing yourself. I'll see you guys in the next one. Take care.